Welcome back to another edition of the Steamers Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 8. We're doing the solo today, baby. Jacob is not here today. It's going to be greed and greed only. And holy shit, we got some Steamers. So we're going to get into a few things. I'm ready for Week 3, man. Here I am. Just a couple things on my mind before we even get started into some sports. I was having a really... Really good morning. I started off great. Got up. Sun was out. Looked nice out. Get in my car. And I'm going to get my morning coffee, right? You go to get your morning coffee. You get This is something you need to get ready to get started on your day. Get up to the register. 5.55. Pay. And the guy goes, Have a nice day, buddy. I mean... Holy cringe. Holy cringe. This was... Uh, this is Albert Pujols type mood swing. All right, This is him stepping in the box. One, two, count. Crack! Swing. Mood swing. I, it, I was like ready to go today. I'm off the next two days. And that's how I started my morning. You can't call someone buddy, especially if I'm older than you. You can't you can't address someone with buddy. It's just it's bad. You gotta watch it. You can slide with champ, okay? If you call someone champ, I think you, you can slide with that. You call someone dude, I mean shit, they better be buying me a beer or I better be able to buy them a beer. That's the type of level we need to be on. If you're gonna call me dude. But buddy, no. Get out, take a lap. I'm not I'm not buying this buddy shit. Champion dude, eh. But I think there needs to be a new term. I think there needs to be like something like gator. I'm gonna call people gator. That's what I'm gonna do. Next time someone someone comes up to me or I meet someone, I'll be like, what's up, gator? And just try to get what, what type of reaction you get out of the person. Because buddy gets a, a cringe out of me. Champ, I don't really flinch. Dude, I'm like, I evaluate who's saying it to me. But you, you gotta throw them off. I, I'm just gonna throw people off now when I address them because I don't know what else to. I don't know what else to do. I, I just I hated that. That's how my morning started with being called buddy. Like there's there's a principle to it, and you just that was violated, ruined my coffee, hated it. There is some good news. I mean, I started Breaking Bad again. I haven't started Breaking... I haven't watched Breaking Bad in like five years. Overall, first opinion was it was predictable and I didn't like it too much. But now, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm sold. I'm back in. I'm reinvested. The meth is flowing. It's, it's game time. I mean, it's Walter White, baby. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm already back into it. It's a good show. I don't. I never ranked it with the Game of Thrones, but it, it it's still a good show. I think the whole story and the concept. The reason why I'm so into it is because they're releasing this movie on Netflix in like a month, and I was like, "Shit, Brian Cranston, and Aaron Paul are pretty good actors. I kind of want to watch this." And it's I'm just ready. It I'm I'm loving it. Great storyline. I need something else to watch now that Thrones. Was a big letdown, and Westworld's not for another year. Ballers is just a half hour of wasting time. I mean, it's a good show, but it's not something I'm going to invest in 
dedicate my Sunday to, like I do football or Game of Thrones or whatever. It's just, I think Breaking Bad is going to fill that void. I need it. The last thing I had was Game of Thrones True Detective. And that was after True Detective Season 2. People hated it. I watched it again just to see that it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It's not as bad as when you watch it the second time. I'll give it that. But it was still bad. Not compared to Season 1. Season 1 was just a phenomenal. But I'm ready for more Walter White. I'm loving it. We do have some sports news. A lot of shit went down in this last couple days alone. And I think I'm going to start with this one. Because this has to do with the NFC East. I think a lot of people heard about Daniel Jones going to be starting now for the New York Giants. QB out of Duke. And I'm the biggest underrated, like no one's talking about it is there's no more Sunday Eli shoulder shrug. What the hell is Red Zone for? What the hell is... Why would I watch a Giants game now? The whole reason why watching the Giants game was to watch Eli airmail a throw 30 yards, and then he just like looks at his receiver and shoulder shrugs. He's like, nah, I got you next time. But then the next throw, it's 10 yards short, and he's like, hold on, one more shoulder shrug. Like, dude, you had two hours to warm up, and you're, you're shrugging at people when you make a bad throw. Like, like you're not loose. Like, you're not ready to go. And then, he, and then like, he's taking this humble approach, like, oh, I'm going to support him. I'm going to do this. Dude, you sucked. You were, like, the worst QB the last five years. Like, you won your Super Bowl. Good. You had a great team that year, and you, you upset the Patriots. But, seriously, I mean, the last five years, it, it, there's nothing to it. You, you, you fell to take hits. You let your team down in the pocket. Made bad throws. You had more shoulder shrugs than touchdowns. I'll give you that much. But it's a new, it's a new era. Daniel Jones looked good. I even drafted Daniel Jones this year in my 2QB league. And holy shit, here we are. Week 3, he's already in. I mean, if he tears it up, he tears it up. I don't know if he's going to tear it up. It's going to be it's a tough situation to go into. That defense isn't stopping shit. I think Brez could run a touchdown in against the Giants defense. But, seriously. You need a new era. You need a new face. I mean, Saquon's not going to be there for 15 years. You can't can't waste like three of three years of his career watching Eli throw duds around and, and waste, waste games away. You gotta have an Ingram too. You had, and you had Odell last year. I mean, now you have now you have Daniel Jones. It was like you slowly had some good offensive pieces. Just get the line and get some defensive assets, and maybe you can make a run. You wasted. I mean, shit. I'm no more Eli, or maybe there will be. Maybe some teams just that dumb that they're gonna go get Eli. Another story that went down, Minka Fitzpatrick. We were talking about it this past week. Uh, teams that were looking into trying to trade for him if, if he was an Eagles fit. I said on the last podcast, I didn't think the Steelers should make this deal, and they ended up pulling the trigger. They must have faith in Mason Rudolph. You're 0-2. You're going into the 2-0 San Fran 49ers stadium. 
You lose this game, you're own three. You're gonna you still have to play the Ravens twice, the Browns twice. I believe they have the game against the Rams. I mean, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be all in at this point. If you're if you believe that Mason Rudolph can get the job done, then this deal makes sense. But shit, if you lose eight games, nine games, and you have you're under five hundred, and you just trade away your first round pick. My God, uh, I mean. What are you gonna? What what's your future looking like? Because are you are you just investing that Big Ben's gonna come back the same next year? That's a big investment. It's a throwing elbow. I mean, the way he looked this year, he wasn't looking hot. They couldn't score. I don't know how long he's been hurt. I don't know what the story is behind it, but he had to get surgery. I'm, they're they're banged up. I mean, this year honestly should just been a wash year. But I guess if you're getting a young corner or young safety, whatever you want to call Minka for this team, I, I believe he's going to play safety. I, I guess it makes sense. They're, we're getting beat in the secondary. But that, I think that's a big move to make if you're, you know, if you're if you don't think you have this year in in the bag. But a corner who hasn't been traded but has a rumor around it is Jalen Ramsey, and I think the big thing to talk about is they have this game tonight against the Tennessee Titans which could be Jalen Ramsey's last game as a Jaguar I mean it's just like he's saying one thing and then he shows up to the facility and like or there's a story coming out that he wants to get traded he shows up to the facility he's like I don't know what you're talking about I just want to play I mean Minka came out and said it and he got traded I guess they it's a different story with Jalen Ramsey He's a hothead, but he's a great player. He's had a rough start to the season. But it, and the rumor is that the Eagles are trying to get him. And after last week against Atlanta, we might need him. Contend with Dallas. I mean, Amari Cooper shit on us last year. And then you get to the playoffs, you're going to look at the Rams. Rams have multiple weapons. If you have to play the Vikings or Packers, you got Devontae Adams or you got Diggs and Thielen. So, I mean, there's just multiple options here. But I think that Darby, you know, he got shit on by Julio. He got shit on by Julio. I think he plays better than what he usually does, but that was that was a bad game. So if you have to give up two picks and you're in the you're in the Eagles situation, it might I think it's worth it. I think that we really need to get some leadership in our secondary. I think that that's what's lacking. I know that Malcolm is a great player, great le- I mean, overall defensive leader and a great energy guy. But he needs some help. I mean, the corners are playing too far back. They're not. They're not. They're not helping each other. And our pass rush isn't helping it either. So I think that the Eagles need to make this move for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, at this point, I don't know what what else you can do. If if we're if if we're a hundred percent in, Carson Wentz is healthy. I know our team just got banged up last week. Why not? What do we have to lose? We have the money to pay him. You're going to give up two picks. If you're contending for this division, what are these picks even worth? You have D-line depth. You just drafted offensive linemen to help you. You have enough receivers to last you. We have a future running back, future quarterback. Like, you, There's not really a position we're in dire need of other than linebacker and corner, and you're solving one of those with this with this trade. So if I'm Howie, I think I'm making this deal no-brainer. 
I mean, better off us getting him than like the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs get him, who I, I don't I don't think New England can can stop him. I know how good their their offense is going to be, but the Chiefs D looks a little better. And obviously they have the most high-powered offense in the league. So I think that if you're the Eagles, if you want to, if you want to solidify yourself, it's going to be better than Dallas because Dallas looks good right now. Dak is making throws. I mean, I, shit, I'm I'm getting nervous because I think that they're trying to preserve Zeke. I think Zeke's fantasy value is down this year because I think they're they're trying to keep him in top shape for the playoffs. I'm seeing Tony Pollard come in for way too many drives to and get too many snaps for them to for me to believe that they're not trying to make the playoff run this year. Especially when you if when you got Dak playing the way he is, he he's got he's making some great throws. He's killing it with his passer rating. Even Witten's catching touchdowns. I didn't even know Witten could still walk. What the hell is that about? I don't know. It's it's a really tough subject. I think that the Eagles need to do it. I, I, I don't know if we can keep watching this. Even if we have to give up a corner to do it, or if you have to give up some type of player, I just don't want to give up one of our younger, like Dillard and Barnett at this point. I really don't want to lose either of them. I think that you want to, you should just give them one of our young D-backs and say, hey, that's the deal. You get your, you get your picks. Get one of these D backs. We'll replace. We'll replace ours with him, with Ramsey, and move on. We gave him foals. I think. I think it's time for them to give us our player. Well, Jacob's not here to you know put out his stupid picks this week. But I mean, it's time. For the greed Fanduel takes, and I actually have an, a name for my segment now because of how last Sunday went. For those who don't know, last Sunday was a rough one. My lineup combinations obviously did not cash like I hoped. So, I didn't cash out week two. I cashed out week one. But I blacked out week two. So, Greed's new segment... For fantasy and FanDuel weekly takes is now going to be called cash out or blackout. Because god damn it, when Sunday comes around, I'm gonna enjoy my one o'clock games, I'm gonna sweat the four o'clock games, and I'm gonna drink if I'm not winning money. Because I don't know what else to do. That Monday was depressing as shit after the birds lost. If the birds would have won, I wouldn't have given a shit about how much money I lost. But they, that so that was just like two bad things to happen on a Sunday. So I drank, I drank through it. So I got some takes this week. They're hot. They're heavy. They're steamy. I hope, I hope we're ready. I think, I think I'm ready to go through these. I think I have some better options this week. And I think that there's so many matchups that I don't even know how to, I don't even know where to start. There's so much player potential here. Let's start with my favorite position, of of course, the QB. Because Jameis Winston week one was the the big letdown. Week two, you had to go expensive. But week three, 
And the interesting matchup is the Kansas City-Baltimore game because I feel like people want to take all the players in this offense, both of them. Am I the only one that's not? Like, I think Mahomes is still going to put up points, but is this really going to be that big of a shootout? Is that, is that the game we're going for here? I mean, the, these two of the, the most underrated things about these teams has been their defense. The Chiefs' defense has been pretty solid so far. And then you look at the the Ravens, who have just had two tune-up games, basically. And Lamar Jackson had a perfect passer rating week one, and then he had a, you know, he looked really good last week. He had a 120 rushing yards against Cardinals. I don't know if I'm buying a huge shootout this week. I really honestly think that this might be a game where I don't know how many players I'm going to take in it. It's going to be a great game to watch, no doubt. But this could be like the same thing as the Rams Saints, where everyone thinks this is going to be a huge shootout. And I, are we, is that where we're going with? I don't know. Ravens D looks good. Kansas City D looks good. They have two of the better kickers in the league. I'm not going for I don't think I'm taking Mahomes this week with the same confidence that he had when you had him against Oakland. Lamar, I mean, he's a rusher too. So, I mean, if he gets two touchdowns and one of them's a rushing touchdown, you can get you your 20 points. But Dak's cheaper and Dak's playing Miami. I think Dak can get you those points guaranteed and you don't have to worry about that game. But I'm going to start with my picks and go into these because I think that some of these have value. So I'm sitting in between the seven and 8,000s this week for my QBs. I think there's so many options here. I really don't hate any of them. I think that the best, the two best values, arguably, I mean, Wentz is 7,700, right? Wentz has put up right around 20 both weeks. I know he's not going to have Alshon or Deshaun. But you know what that means? I, I like. I really think that this is like the, the Carson Wentz-Zach Ertz week where it's just... Because week, weeks one and two have been so weird. Like when Demarcus Robinson leads your, like, the day in points, that's just a shitty week. Like that's... There's nothing like, oh, I called Demarcus Robinson going off. No, it was the shitty week. The Raiders planned to stop Kelsey and Watkins. They shut down Watkins. Kelsey still had a good game because he's Travis Kelsey. He's like the hardest player, hardest tight end to stop. It was just good game plan by the Raiders. They didn't think that Demarcus Robinson, who had never had any type of game resembling what he just had in his career, go off for 160 and two touchdowns. It's just, it was just rare. It was a rare occurrence. That's why I didn't go and add him this week because... What do you what, what do you think he's gonna do this week? He's gonna, do you think he's gonna go out and catch two touchdowns? No, he's not. But he, when I take a Wentz Ertz combo, and you're saying, well, they're gonna focus on Ertz because Alshon and Deshaun are out. People have been trying to focus on Ertz all their career. Ertz is just that good at receptions, and he has that good of a chemistry with Carson Wentz. When Wentz knows that, okay, I have Aguilar, Ortega Whiteside, who who's a rookie. And Mac Hollins, who do you think he's going to be looking at? He he knows who his main guy is. He knows that. Carson Wentz gets his players the ball. I, I like Carson Wentz at home. I think they're going to have a good bounce back week. The run game hasn't been solid. 
And I think I think this is the I think week three is a week of the players who haven't had touchdowns are going to score this week. I think it's going to come back to fantasy normal. And I think one of those players is going to be Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. I like this combo. Another QB sitting right at the same price, only 100 more, is Tom Brady against the Jets. Baker looked good against them. Like I said, I don't know their, I don't know the D-backs. No Darnold, even though he reported the facility today. No Darnold. It's going to be a blowout, but it doesn't mean Brady can't throw two or three touchdowns at home. So, I mean, like, the thing about Brady right now is he's having these easy games and no one's really challenging him. So, he's not, like, throwing heavily. Like, when I think Michelle had 21 rushes last week, and he and that's, like, almost a committee. So, I think Brady still can get you two to three touchdowns. I'm just questioning his yards. And that kind of worries me. Because of these other two guys I'm looking at. And one of them is Josh Allen. And Josh Allen and the Bills are probably the least talked about story right now. With the fallout of the Jets. Probably going to fall to 0-3. Likely, yes. I guess I'll, I'll just book that. 0-3 Jets. You got the Dolphins as the worst team in the league. And then the Bills are playing at home. Their first home game against Cincinnati. Now the Bills could start 3-0. And Josh Allen has been solid. I like Josh Allen for 7,500. And then another guy, I'm, I, I, I don't know how I'm not taking him this week. Kyler Murray, 7,200. He's at home. Carolina's secondary is not the greatest. And they have trouble stopping the slot. And I think this is going to be a huge Larry Fitzgerald game with it. Kyler, he can also run the ball, and they're throwing like 50 times a game. So your QB, you're getting the volume at QB for passes. They're not a team that's going to blow people out, even if it's Will Greer or Kyle Allen, whoever's starting for the Panthers. Kyler Murray might be a solid play this week. I I like it for that price. I think him in a Fitzgerald combo is a really nice, really nice uh, play there. And then the no one pick. We just talked about him. Why not Daniel Jones? The dude was solid all preseason. Yeah, it's preseason, but guess what? He's got Sa- he's playing with Saquon now. Evan Ingram. And he he already played with these receivers. He, he played with Fowler and uh what's his I don't even know the other dude's name. Latimer. 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 I'm why not Daniel Jones? He's six thousand. I mean, if you if, take the risk, what if he gets two touchdowns? If he gets eight, Minshew was sixty four hundred last week. Got sixteen points. That gives you the value to where I'm. Guess where I'm gonna. My whole strategy is I take high running backs. Guess what I'm doing this week? If I want to take these higher running backs, Daniel Jones might be the guy I have to take. I'm trying to make my way up to Kyler. Why not Daniel Jones? Tampa Bay. They're just stopping the run at this point. I don't know if they're stopping. I think they're gonna make. Jones beat him through the air. I really do. Let's move on to the running backs. He's coming back this week. Had an off week last week. I took him in week one. He was a 37-point boy. McCaffrey at Arizona. Likely no Cam Newton. Arizona cannot stop the run or the pass right now. I think McCaffrey's going to get fed 30-plus touches because... He didn't have a good week last week. He is their offense. 
This is a great matchup. I'm I'm first player I'm inserting my lineup every time right now is Christian McCaffrey. I am not taking Saquon. Tampa Bay has been lights out against the run so far this year. Arians might not be hitting OJ Howard for any catches, but he's stopping the run with Todd Bowles. Really good defensive strategy right now by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then here's it. 8,300, here's a guy I haven't taken yet, Dalvin. Dalvin at home against the Oakland Raiders. That's just a great matchup, honestly. I don't know how, I mean, the Raiders haven't been terrible against the run, but Dalvin Cook's looked really good. I The one thing that he's always had a problem with in his career is staying healthy. He's healthy right now. Probably going to get you 15 to 20 points. He's gotten 25 and 26. He's not a bad pick. And I can't, and here we go. Here it is. Mock me, laugh. I have not taken him yet, but shit. I'm running out of weeks to take him. Austin Eckler is 7,600. Even though he fumbled on the one yard line last week and they lost that game, he still almost had two touchdowns and like 25 points, 25, 30 points. Houston. I mean, they have not been the best against the run so far, but the one thing they're not good against is the pass, and Eckler's getting like six or seven catches a game right now. So it's the same type of play as McCaffrey, where Eckler can be the guy that gets you, you know, he might have 15 carries for 80 yards and maybe a touchdown, but then he'll also have seven catches for like 60 yards. So, like, he's getting points everywhere. He might be a guy that I might be looking into a little more heavily this week. Probably gets a redemption game after fumbling. I know he's probably really pissed about that fumble. And moving down a little bit, some of these guys that have dropped on their price. DJ's 7,000. I mean, DJ's not getting the volume, but week one he had 20, 22 points at home. If you're 7,000 running backs getting you 22, 25 points, that's a great play. I don't. I have nothing else to say. That's just a great play. It's not, a bad, it's not bad. I mean, you know he's a star-studded talent. Like, he's he's a guy that's going to put up points. It's just, you know, sometimes a DJ game is a sweat game where you have to wait all day for him to get his points, but he might end up with those, with those big games. Joe Mixon, 6,500 against Buffalo. Buffalo's not doing too good against the run. They really aren't. Joe Mixon has not had a good start to the season. I'm not thinking this is a monster game for Joe Mixon. But I think he's got to bounce back. I mean, why not? What's what? Buffalo plays really good against pass. I'm not taking Boyd. I'm not taking John Ross. I think they need to find the run game this week. I think, I think the games against Buffalo are all depending on how you run the ball. I think they got to get Mixon some touches. I think he's coming off his ankle injury. Like I think he's got to... I think you got to give Mixon some more volume this week. All right. And here's a guy that's not getting looked at at all. This is not my no one pick. My no one pick's going to shock some people. But here's a guy. He's 6,200. Drafted probably in the second, third round of your leagues. Devonta Freeman. At the Colts in a dome game. I like dome games. Colts run D has not been good. Devonta Freeman, like I said, he's a good running back. Draft the second, third round of your leagues. He's had monster games in the past. Colts have not stopped the run. 
And that's, I mean, how, I don't understand how you don't like that. For this price, this is like a, you get a running back this volume, like, he's a guy that can go off. The Colts gave up 40 points to Eckler. Derrick Henry had like 17 last week. You average that out, it's like 20 points for a running back. I think week three is the week that people that haven't scored yet are going to score. And I think one of these people, actually two of them, are probably Mixon and Freeman. You could stack your receivers in QB and you just take Mixon and Freeman as your running backs at 65 and 6,200. That's good prices for two running backs that were taken early. Looking at the receivers, I'm not spending up for Hopkins. I know that he's probably, like you said, he. You when you spend up for Hopkins, you not you got to know it's that game. But looking over, I think I'm going to drop down. I think you could take Julio or Thomas. I like both of them. Keenan also a great matchup. But here I'm sticking with my theme. I'm not going away from it. Week three, people that haven't scored are scoring. Mike Evans. Oh my God, he's almost under seven thousand. I, I'm just I'm feeling it. I, I I don't think I've ever seen this a stretch where Mike Evans hasn't had a big game coming off of what what he's had these last two. Going back at home, shitty Giants defense. Seventy one hundred. I mean seriously, what what a what a like what other game is gonna be better for him to like break out and have a huge a huge day? I like Mike Evans. I think I'm gonna take him over Godwin this week. Another guy, Stephon Diggs, 6,700. If you watch that Chiefs game when Mahomes threw four touchdowns in a quarter, all of them were deep balls. You know who Stephon Diggs is? He's probably like the top, one of the best deep ball catchers in the league. I feel like they're going to attack the, the secondary. I like. I say I like Dalvin, but whenever I've been picking my lineups, taking a 6,700 Diggs, at home against Oakland, I mean, it's a lot more. I, I, I like that a lot more. You can also take Thielen. I'm not hating Thielen. But I'm going for the big play here. I, I really think that Diggs is your big play. He could have a monster game here. He usually does really good in the division games, just like Mari Cooper. But Diggs, I, I like where Diggs is sitting. Two more guys I've already kind of talked about. One has been Marquise Brown. He's been on my list all three weeks. He's still not in where he belongs. If you're picking that game to be a shootout and you're getting the receiver one for the Baltimore at 6,100, it's not a bad risk to take. really isn't. I'm not taking him heavy. I'm taking him a couple, but not. he's definitely worth worth a look. And like I said, I'm taking this Larry Fitzgerald for 5,900. Carolina can't stop the pass. You got Kyler Murray at 7,200. That's a good. That's a good combo. I really think that's a cheap good combo if you're going to stack like McCaffrey, Eckler, Evans, these type of players. And I have a few no one picks. One's not really a no one pick because a bunch of injuries happened. One is. So number one, Randall Cobb, 5,300. Am I like? Am I? Am I missing something that? I feel like everyone's gonna take Dak. Everyone's gonna take Amari Cooper. Everyone's gonna take Cowboys defense. Michael Gallup's out. Xavier Howard's gonna be on Amari Cooper. And 
Like it or not, I think I think this is gonna be a decent game for Randall Cobb. He's getting a good amount of targets. He's gonna be the number two guy, slot receiver. I think Randall Randall Cobb could have a solid game here for his for his price. And another guy is Nelson Aguilar, forty eight hundred. He had a big week against Atlanta. He almost had a monster week if you would have caught that touchdown that would have won us a game. But forty eight hundred. I mean, if that's your if that's your wide receiver three, it's it's a great look. Before I move on to tight end, I did skip my running back no one pick because I want to share this because this is a this is a steamer. This is the steamer. It's a goddamn steamer. All right, it's it's the steamer. Tony P, not Tony G, Tony P, not Tony B, it's Tony P. Pollard, he's 5,000. People are probably looking at Zeke heavy this week. Cowboys look good. They've had two easy tune-up games. I think they're really got a lot of hype behind them. But my take is, this is I think they're preserving Zeke. I really do. I don't think they're using him a lot. And I think that reason why is because in a game like this, why waste him? I think he's going to take multiple drives off. I don't think he's going to have a terrible game. He probably has like 15 points. But then again, you're taking him at the same $100 cheaper than McCaffrey, who can go off for like 35 Pollard is 5000 I could see him getting like 13, 14 touches and possibly a touchdown. And if you get him at 5000 for that price, he's not going to be high-owned. He might be a good sneak play. If the Cowboys, if you're picking the Cowboys to cover that, I think they're favored to win by like 22, 23 points. If you're picking them to win that, you got to pick some of these backups to get touches. I think Tony Pollard's going to be one of them. Why, why waste seeking a game like this? All right, now to the tight end. Because we have a revenge game coming. Not let me let me start with my normal guys, but the revenge game. Just, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it build up a little bit. So I already talked about Zach Ertz. Feeling the touchdown from Zach Ertz this week could be one of those. He's the only tight end. I mean, maybe besides Kelsey, but he's the only tight end on the on the list of tight ends right now. That I actually have the confidence that he he might be the only guy that can get like 12, 13 catches. I don't I don't know if Kelsey can do that this week. But Ertz has had those games when he's had like 15 catches. When you have your two guy your two top guys down, why can't he? Another guy hasn't caught a touchdown, but he's got a target a shit ton in the red zone. George Kittle. 6,600. First home game. Pittsburgh secondaries look like shit. They just got Minka, but Kittle, Kittle's yet to find the end zone. I think that Shanahan's going to be like, all right, it's your time. Don't worry, I got you. 6,400, Evan Ingram. Probably going to be Daniel Jones' top guy. They just gave up over 100 yards to old man Olsen. Old man Olsen, he can barely run, but he's getting 100 yards. Think Evan Ingram can do that? I do. Mark Andrews. 
What in the fuck is Mark Andrews? How the hell did he get to almost 7,000 as a tight end? Three weeks ago, I didn't even know he was in the NFL. It sounded like like the whitest NFL player I've ever heard. And that's saying that he's whiter than Eli Manning. Mark Andrews. I like tight ends against Kansas City. Darren Waller had six catches last week. Jags tight ends, you saw they had eight of nine. Waller went six of seven. Probably, and Lamar's targeting the shit ton at his tight ends right now. Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown. Andrews caught touchdowns. I just, I can't believe I have to say that he he's worth a look. I'm going to take, I'm, I'm, well, obviously I'm going to take Ertz or Kittle over him. But he's sitting at the same price. Alright, I said that there was a revenge game. And there is. He caught two touchdowns last week. Big boy Vance Refrigeration McDonald. Vance McDonald was a second round pick of the 49ers. He's going back to San Fran. And he had two touchdowns with Mason Rudolph. Ooh, it's steamy. That is a steamer. Vance McDonald. And let me clarify something. I am not taking a tight end cheaper than Vance McDonald. I'm spending on the tight ends here. There is no trust in any of those tight ends below him. Witten is your most trustful tight end. And as I said earlier, I didn't even know he could walk up until two weeks ago. Defenses. I can't believe like I have to like focus on who I take on defense now after the Patriots scored 30 points. 37? I think it was 37. Well, they have the, the Cowboys and Patriots number one and two. If you're sitting there with that money, yeah, do it. Luke Falk and Ryan Fitzpatrick. The, 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 have, the Dolphins have one touchdown on the year. And the teams are just destroying them. Dallas defense, I don't know if they'll do as high as people think. I mean, like I saw one of my one lead, they're projected like 16 points. That's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, like to project a defense at 16 points, like you're just saying that this this is literally a high school team. New England, I think, is a better play, honestly. The way they're playing right now is just lights out. They're just going to make Luke Falk beat them. If and Luke and if Luke Falk can't throw more than ten yards on the field, which he did in his first start or first game, New England's gonna shit on him. Green Bay, forty five hundred. This is probably someone that you're probably gonna have to take if you're if you're gonna stack up some higher different positions. Green Bay has looked really solid on defense, and they're at home in Lambeau against Joe Flacco. I said take the Bears last week. Bears had a solid week. I think the Packers is a great play here. Little further down, I like the Vikings at 4,200. At home against Oakland, not a lot of scare there for me. And then the low end pick is the 49ers. Their defensive line is solid. They got some decent secondary. They've had a big week already. If you're if if you're like me and you don't know what you're gonna get out of Mason Rudolph, this might be worth the play. 3,700. You might need a cheap defense. This might be the way to go. 
So a lineup I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to take Kyler, like I said, with McCaffrey. I'm looking around Eckler, maybe drop down to DJ or Marlon Mack. Mike Evans, Diggs, Fitzgerald. Trying to slide Ertz or Kittle in there. A flex of Devontae Freeman. And then your defense, I'm going as high as I can. But if I have to take the 49ers or Packers, I will. I mean, this is cash out or blackout. So either I'm going to show up Sunday hammered, ready to drink through it, or I'm going to cash out on Sunday and feel great. And hopefully the Eagles have a win against the Lions waiting for me. Holy shit. All right, we're about 41 minutes in. No scoob today. This has been the Greed Show. Remember to follow at SteamersPod on Twitter and Instagram. And for... God damn it. Will someone tell, like, their cousin or someone and just follow and retweet? Let's get it going, people. Bring up the energy. Let's get it. This has been Steamers Season 1, Episode 8. This is your boy Greed signing off. Enjoy Week 3.